I'm Michael. And I'm Patrick. And we're Madanana from Australia. And you're listening, you're listening to the Foxy, Foxy Podcast.
Welcome to the Foxy Podcast, bi-monthly show brought to you by Freeform Freakout. The show is produced at the KMSU studios in Mankato, and here on the Foxy Podcast, we try to dig deeper into underground and experimental sounds of the past and present. We let off this week's show with a track from Mad Nana called Deck Song from their full-length release, I Made Blood Better, that came out last year on Negative Guest Lists. And as you heard at the top of the show, we are joined this week in the studio by Patrick and Michael from Mad Nana. They're currently touring the U.S. for the first time, playing a show here actually in Mankato, and they were kind enough to stop by and and spin some tunes, uh, I guess from their catalog and from Michael's own Albert's Basement imprint. Uh, So we're going to be chatting with them uh, throughout this show, Uh, and before we do that, we're going to spin another track uh, from one of their more recent uh, 7-inch releases out on Soft Abuse Records. This is their track, My Two Kids.
Well, the first I had heard of uh, Mad Nana was when those Eggy and Goaty tapes appeared here stateside, which I want to say was like two years ago or something like that. Um, when when did Mad Nana, I guess, kind of officially start recording together? Uh, in late 2010. So we got together, yeah, in September of 2010. It was basically I had some songs and invited Pat and Ian to play a gig with me live and we didn't rehearse we just played it on the spot and yeah we played just played heaps of gigs since then and whatnot but um yeah Mad Nana also had a an, another incarnation early on um yeah it was just a different thing it was sort of uh with a few other friends and and uh it was just completely improvised like me as well um, it wasn't, I didn't have lyrics or anything like that. Um, we just did like three or four gigs and then, yeah, nothing for probably a year and a half or something. And then when I had this material, it still felt like Mad Nana, so I got it going again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's one thing, I mean, you joined, I guess, not, <coughs> not really after the fact, but I mean, you've kind of maybe been the only, the one constant in Mad Nana. Yeah, I guess um, sort of uh, me and Ian largely. Um, I don't think you know. I think Michael's probably the only person that's been there for a hundred percent of the gigs. But I've I've maybe missed a couple along the road. Okay. Um, yeah. Uh, Michael Michael met me through uh, my record store that I had going mm-hmm. for a while, and uh, and you know, spending quite a bit of time there. We were hanging out a lot, and um, yeah, he just invited me to play. And, yep. How was that first gig on the improvising on the spot? Was it a success? A smashing success? Uh, it was it was kind of terrifying for me, but uh, it was fun. It was kind of like it was a small gig, like at at the shop, the shop and performance space, and uh, uh, there was, you know, probably about sort of like twenty five people there or something like that, if that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and it was a Julian Williams gig. Yeah, uh, sort of Australian uh, home recording legend Julian Williams okay. uh, was launching. Uh, one of his many CDs there, and uh, yeah, so you know it was a good good crowd of people, um, fairly sort of uh, boisterous and um, and opinionated. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, yeah, there were there were a few comments throughout the show. Was that only one note? <laughs> Greg, Greg Wadley um, asked that question. I think. Yeah, yeah he was shocked mm. that there was only one note played. Yeah, I was just like, yeah, you you. You only played the one chord throughout the whole song. It's, like, it's amazing. <laughs> so, I mean, there is somewhat of a revolving membership. I mean, do you have a constant drummer back in, in Australia right now that just couldn't make the trip? Is that part of why you're traveling just the two of you right now? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Pretty yeah, much. Ian, Ian's yeah, played pretty much every gig. Okay. Um, yeah. This it's is a financial the, thing, really. I mean, mm-hmm. it yeah. costs, costs a lot of money to come, you know, to travel the length of the world. And, right. Yeah. So what has that been like for you guys now, these these first few weeks on tour, just playing with people that you've met the day of and, and jamming with them? Has that been an interesting experience? I mean, trying to get them up to speed? Or, I mean, I think even last night in Minneapolis, I was, uh, didn't, uh, I think Adam just played with you right then and the, right then and there. Yeah. No we, rehearsal or anything. He, he kind of, he wanted to have a bit of a, uh, bit of a practice beforehand, but we, um, we bluntly refused him. We yeah. said, well, we actually sort of let him on a little bit. We said, yeah, we'll do that. And then we sat down and said, you know, let's just have dinner instead. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, it's generally fine though. I mean, it's, I mean, it's 
you know, the way we do things, sometimes things work, sometimes they don't. And, um, I, I think, I think it, you know, w- although we sort of generally have a constant drummer, we do sort of introduce other people to the band at times. Um, we, we've, we've played with sort of various, various other people, um, throughout, throughout the, couple of years we've been together uh where you know we'll just sort of like have someone up on stage and it's fairly open i guess Mm -hmm. yep well um most of your releases tend to be i guess live recordings for the most part i mean i don't know if they're recorded live in a a basement or in a room but they tend to sound like uh live recordings but you also sort of rework the same songs multiple times and I w- it kind of had me thinking of you know like early Jandek releases but also I guess that's sort of steeped in like the folk tradition as well where you're kind of there's never a final version of a song and is that is that kind of your guys' approach I mean to songwriting and songcraft I mean it just kind of continues to evolve well yeah it's, they're, that's exactly what they are they are live recordings so they're like a microphone in the audience at a gig um, yeah we're not ex- so yeah, every time we play, I guess we're kind of yeah we're playing the same songs or you know a collection of the songs that we have. Mm. Um, so it's yeah it's kind of different every time and um, yeah we're not exactly we're not reworking them in the studio we're just reworking them on stage I right, guess. Right. Um, it's it's fairly uh, it's fairly spontaneous. I mean yeah, yeah. M- Mike, Michael. I mean we generally you know often don't know the set list until we get on stage and you know Michael will start playing and. You know, and we we pretty much just kind of uh, fall in on things. Mm-hmm. Um, but I really like that idea. You know, I I, um, I kind of hold that idea really close to my heart of like sort of uh, you know um, performance and, and social music. You know, mm-hmm. um, so I, I really like that. You know, a song can be um, you not not necessarily consciously kind of you know re re reworked but uh rearranged but right, right. but rather um you know you you're in the moment when you're playing live and i think i think well that's certainly at the core of what we do mm-hmm. it's important mm-hmm. for us it's not you know the be all and end all for um for music that we like in general but um but certainly for mad nana um it's about kind of it's about it's about sort of um it's about changing things to kind of for for ourselves, I think, and for for other people, mm-hmm. yeah. And then you know, there's the fact that like, yeah, you know, I just I don't really know the songs anyway, so <laughs> um, so it's kind of got to be that way. I was gonna say, so are you kind of opposed to to sitting down and doing like multi-track recording or anything like that? I mean, is that because it's all no, one take? Right? No, I mean we've dabbled. We've had um, yeah, a couple of a couple of our releases have been. Uh, lightly multi-tracked like mm. yeah like recorded one of them one of them we did like uh the keyboards guitar voice and second guitar in one take and then okay. overdub the drums but yeah yeah we're not opposed to it it's just sort of how it's worked right, so right. far yeah well i'm going to get to something here um this is called i want to see you um from I guess this is the the lead track or the side A from your brand new seven inch single. So is this really like some of the most recent material that you guys have recorded? That it's finally I mean this is for, like for the tour that you have right now. Yeah, yeah, those two tracks are yeah the most recent thing we've recorded. Okay, um, and yeah, these ones weren't done at a gig. These were 
a four track recording. That's what I was wondering. Yeah. I, I could tell at least the I want to see you kind of has a, a, ro- a room sound, I guess, to it in some sense. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, well, let's yeah. play this. This is I want to see you from Mad Nana.
So now that you guys have been on the road for a few weeks across, I mean, a pretty sizable chunk of our country, mm-hmm. um, is there anything that's really kind of stood out to you guys where you're like, you know, man, we are we are not in Oz anymore. We are not in Australia. Any weird road stories to tell up to this point? Well, I don't know. I guess I guess the 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 biggest thing is you know like having you know I, I've been here like 15 years ago. Michael Michael's first time here. Uh, you know, on the ground, you just realize how thi- how different things are uh, compared to what you get in from the mainstream media. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, which shouldn't really be too much of a surprise to people, <laughs> but um, it's you know it's really it's really apparent, and it's apparent in a good like when you're here. Like I mean, you know, I don't know. I've just met so many uh, amazing people, like you know, kind of um, really really beautiful and generous and inspiring people, and you know, people have so much going on. It's it's really incredible, and you you know like. Yeah, you certainly, I don't know, you know, America doesn't always come across that well, um, you know, through through the media. Um, <laughs> We're well aware of that. With, with, <laughs> with, with, with pretty good reason, but yeah. I mean, you know, yeah. Um, so we've been talking a lot about politics and stuff with people, I guess. Um, and yeah, it's um, it's interesting, you know, like, um, I mean, you know, basically I just come to a conclusion at the end of most of these conversations where like, you know, um, generally sort of find myself saying, you know, I've never really met a government anywhere that I liked, you know. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, that's kind of, and you know, because you get, you get the more official line when you're, when you're somewhere else. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. How about you, Michael? Anything that stands out at all? Uh, Detroit was pretty special. Yeah. Yeah. Cause that wasn't originally on our itinerary and Chris from the Bibs who we're um, hooking up with for a few shows, um, sort of made a point of. Uh, encouraging us to to get out there right and yeah. because we had a kind of a loose we were sort of putting the tour together there was it was possible um and yeah it was was pretty special it was strange Did you play with yeah. staircase too at the yeah show? okay yeah yeah, yeah, yeah they cool. were they were really Amazing. great mm-hmm. um, and the bibs um at this yeah interesting little venue called mug oh Mich- yeah the michigan, michigan underground yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. cool mm. yeah um but yeah it's a strange strange place and just beautiful buildings that were falling apart and yeah. um and just yeah some really nice things going on there as well um some good, kind of yeah yeah good food and you know yeah and again like just kind of yeah it's, it's kind of amazing like how uh how people kind of live and kind of deal with uh, situations that are a little bit tougher than sort of where we're from, I guess. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, Detroit is definitely a, a tough city. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, we, we certainly felt really well. I, I I sort of mentioned this in the car, like when we got to Chicago. Uh, you know, that was like the next the next kind of big city that we went to from from Detroit, and you sort of like you just kind of like it's a little more relaxing. You know, you just kind of sigh. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh. <laughs> Yeah, right, yeah. right. Mm. Well, what is the the music or underground music community like in Melbourne, where you guys are from? Um, you know, is is there a lot of support? Are there venues and places where you guys can play out regularly and and an audience to play to as well? Yeah, yeah, it's really strong. Lots, lots mm. of venues, lots of lots of people playing. 
It's a it's a very it's a very rich tapestry. Um, it's you know there's there's a lot of pop music that a lot of uh, a lot of uh, Americans would have you know come across like through tours and stuff. Uh, bands like the Twerps and uh, UV Race and mm-hmm. um, Blank Realm were here recently. Fabulous Diamonds, Kitchen's Floor. Uh, there's things like that, and then there's uh, there's also a a, v- a very strong um, kind of long-standing uh, presence of an underground uh, noise experimental improv scene, especially in Melbourne, uh, but it certainly exists everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you know, from city to city, like you know, um, you know, Australia's a large place, but there's sort of just a few kind of major places. Uh, very far apart and you know each city sort of um, certainly has its own flavor sure yeah um yeah well you you guys are involved in some other groups um and we're going to play some of that stuff here in this next set there's mole hole mole house rather (laughs) that's right there we go love (laughs) silk ears is another one is there are these all sort of current and active bands that you're in michael right now still uh yeah uh, not Silk Ears was uh, a couple of years ago, and we haven't we haven't performed in in a long time. We haven't been active. Um, Mole House, uh, we've just had a new seven inch come out of the most recent recordings we did in two thousand and eleven. Um, yeah, uh, so yeah, it's 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 current. It's on all gone out of yeah. Detroit, right? That's right. Yep. Yeah. How about you, Patrick? Um, aside from Mad Nana, what are some of the other things that sh- that you're involved in? Uh, occasionally, occasionally been playing in a, a sort of a intercity group called Gala Gala Gala, um, and that's Anthony Guerra who runs Black Pedal and is in Love Chance, mm-hmm. and uh, in a great band called Your Intestines, and another great band called Antipan, and a whole lot of other fantastic bands. And Nick Dan, uh, who is best known for his involvement in No Barbecue or X No Barbecue X. And yeah, when we sort of, we, we get together every now and again and do sort of, uh, kind of live improv thing, which is generally two guitars and drums. Um, occasionally, well, I mean, we played one show where, uh, where we had Matt Earl and Peter Blamey step in as well. Uh, that was a lot of fun. Uh, other than that, um, I've been sort of playing, you know, I kind of improvise with friends a little bit here and there, but uh, nothing substantial. Uh, recently played a couple of shows for a band called Life, which is Carl von Bamberger's band, who sometimes plays keyboards in Mad Nana. Oh, okay. And he's from Tasmania originally and has had this band going for... Uh, several years and it's kind of a duo thing with a guy in in Tassie um, and he couldn't make it over for the launch of the new record on Albert's Basement so um, Carl asked me to sit in on stage and we did a live hookup via mobile phone uh, going through an amplifier <laughs> to uh, Adam who was in uh, in Launceston I think Hobart. Uh, is he in Hobart? Yeah. Um, okay. Pretty sure. Yep. Uh, Hobart, yeah. And so basically he he was kind of, yeah, he was uh, broadcasting through on the phone and it worked really well. I mean... What he, was he playing then? Uh, he was, he was, he, 
he he's a writer, so he he mostly sort of reciting reciting oh, okay. things and improvising with voice and okay. but he was he was playing playing some instruments. I'm not really sure, but um, <laughs> you know, like obviously the reception through phone lines pretty <laughs> pretty sort of um pretty crummy in a way. But you know, I mean, we kind of yeah we we. I, I like really like the kind of the the you know the idea of fidelity is a fairly abstract term I think you know mm-hmm. and so yeah when when you're working with what you've got and um, yeah I mean some things you you just don't want to hear recorded in you know a you know a forty seven track studio or yeah, something yeah. whatever they have these days <laughs> in Hollywood right. Yeah. Well, I'm actually going to jump into uh, some stuff here from your other projects. I'm going to start off with Mole House from the cassette tape uh, that came out on Night People. This is I Don't Dare to Try.
Well, in addition to, you know, playing in various bands, you've also been running Albert's Basement, uh, the imprint for... I- five or so years i'm not really sure that i know there was some breaks and releases and things like that but uh, mm. i guess when did you when did you start up the label and i guess what were some of the circumstances that led you to to wanting to do that mm. uh so albert's basement didn't start as a label it started um in around would have been 2000 maybe like mid 2006 or something or early 2007 around then um basically just me and a couple of friends were like the p- original plan we're, we're kind of just you know talking shit and we wanted to put on a gig <laughs> um and and yeah the original idea was to um to maybe eventually open a space or something like that um which would be Albert's basement oh um, okay okay yeah um and yeah, so back then it was Albert's basement was basically I was booking shows um quite regularly um sometimes sometimes once a month sometimes once once every 3 months sometimes it'd be like three shows in a week mm-hmm. um and yeah it would just be i don't know discovering discover hearing some nice sounds locally hearing it on the internet or or you know however you come about it buying something at a shop and and contacting the bands and and asking to play this show and and sometimes there were quite large lineups um Mm -hmm. it was always pretty diverse um you know for for better or worse it was always quite a um yeah diverse collection of of sounds and and i think people really really enjoyed that um that element of it Mm um and yeah, and then so th- we wanted to. Um, well, I had the idea that we started recording some of the shows and whatnot. Like I had one, uh, I had a couple of shows where I was living in in the basement on Albert Street, um, which is where the name, which is how we got our name. And um, yeah, sort of listening to some of the recordings, and and I had the idea to um, yeah put out a record with with the with the live recordings from this gig in in my ba- in my basement um it's all recorded on your computer or something yeah this stuff this stuff was all recorded onto Hayden's computer um who yeah was was involved with Albert's basement for for a couple of years and doing sort of like doing the sound mixing and all the gigs um and yeah he was a great enthusiast but yeah he had his he just happened to have his computer running recording the recording the night yeah. um and yeah, it was a it was a long, a long crazy. Like it was like I think it was like fifteen bands or something. Um, <laughs> Almost more of a festival type scene. Yeah, right? yeah. Um, you know, people just yeah sprawled out into the backyard, and there was probably room for about um, yeah I don't know thirty of us squeezed into the bedroom. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so I ended up putting out the um, an LP of that gig and invited some other bands to submit submit home submit uh their recordings not like studio recordings or whatnot mm-hmm. for for a second lp um so that's how the label started um and then sort of by this point um a few of us that were involved had kind of drifted apart and um uh i yeah i was really interested in in 
contributing uh, to the running of a label and um, well yeah actually and then I asked uh, Oscar who was actually still involved with the with Albert's Basement to release a CD of his solo work mm-hmm. um, and and yeah the label sort of started that way so um, and when you were getting it going I mean were you, were you kind of focused on I mean given that you were working with all these bands in this live venue to some extent was it more like we're going to document what's happening here in, in Melbourne or some of the surrounding areas. Yeah, it was all pretty local. I mean, mm-hmm. there was only a couple of gigs in the basement. It was, it was. We just booked gigs all over town, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, there were a couple of venues that we'd booked at more frequently. Um, but yeah, it was all pretty local. Um, a, a few things like the labels drifted, drifted uh, into, yeah, um, releasing a little bit of stuff from international artists. Right. Right. Um, but yeah, especially at the moment, it's, it's, it's pretty local. Um, yeah, some stuff from, from throughout Australia as well. Um, but a lot of Melbourne, Melbourne based artists. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm going to play some stuff here, uh, just some more recent things. And you actually have this right. free comp that just came out. So, or, or you can certainly pay for it too, if you'd like, we encourage that. That helps. <laughs> Every little bit helps. Sure, sure. Um, but I was just wondering, is there any, um, newer releases and stuff. I know you're going to be kind of tied up with touring here in Europe for quite some time yet, but mm. are, are there things lined up before the end of the year that you can mention to the, to the listeners? Sure. Yeah, there's a there's a couple of things. I sort of squeezed out a couple of cassettes just before we took off. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a, a Vodka Sparrows cassette, um, which is the work of Anthony from Love Chance okay. yeah. and Mark from uh, originally, I think, from Sydney and Newcastle, Newcastle. And from a band called Castings. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, really great duo and an old recording mm-hmm. that uh, yeah, is finally seeing the light of day. Um, and a Bearded Iris cassette, uh, which is a Melbourne, Melbourne uh, performer called Jane. Um, which is a really gorgeous release, um, and and yeah, I've got a couple of things lined up. There's a a Bruce Tiffany cassette, which is a a, a New Zealander. Yeah, I'm gonna um, play one of those tracks. That, that's track. the opening cut from that comp. Great. Pretty catchy. Yeah, yeah we've we've seen her play and played a couple of gigs with her as Mad Nana, mm-hmm. um, and um, and yeah, I, I was really really happy. Our, our friend Linton from the Satanic Rockers um, did a recording of her stuff which is the material I'm releasing okay um, I was hoping to get this out before we left but it, it just didn't didn't happen um, yeah that, that's that's about it um, that's sort of you know that's pretty immediate I think right, there's a couple right. other things um, but yeah sure well let's uh, jump into one from Secret Valley and this is one sure. that I I mean I could see this album having a little bit of crossover appeal i mean this is like how so pretty, a pop album you know it's a pop sure. Album. Yeah. sure yeah um yeah. are they a melbourne group absolutely too? yeah okay. yeah it's um dan cross uh he's originally from hobart as well okay um but yeah melbourne melbourne based group um yeah they're great it's it's carl from carl from mad nana as well plays, oh, okay. plays on this yeah. record and and natalie um who plays in a couple of Melbourne bands and has just left to live overseas for a little while. Okay. Um, so yeah, I think Dan's Dan's looking. 
he's working on more Secret Valley material, but he's sort of, yeah, I don't know, looking to um, maybe play some solo shows and whatnot. He was really hoping to to do Secret Valley live, I think, but okay. it, it sort of just hasn't hasn't happened. And yeah, they spent a long time, yeah, just recording the album and and, and rehearsing and whatnot, and not doing gigs. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I, I'd. I'd really love to see this this stuff in a live environment. Mm-hmm. We'll see what happens. Well, I'm going to get into, uh, I get, like I said, a lengthy set here of Albert's uh, basement stuff, starting with Secret Valley. I want to thank you guys for stopping by the studio, and um, you know, good luck with the rest of the tour. You've got a lot of miles ahead of you yet. Yeah. You a couple more weeks yeah. here in the U.S., and then you're heading off to Europe? Uh, yeah, we, we leave on the 7th of Sep, so okay. about, oh, a bit over, week. Little, little over a week, yeah. Okay. And then you're playing, going to like Glasgow or the UK for yeah, got new, we're doing Europe for a month. Yeah, yeah, and and that's all with um, Sky Needle. Sky Needle, yeah, yeah and that's been, pretty uh, much all the dates, right? Uh, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Yep. I'm sure you guys have had some interaction with them back home too, correct? Yep. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Thanks well, for having us. Thanks Dave. a lot. Yeah. Thanks, Dave. <laughs>
but do but I'm fuck media, fucked everything up, I'm fucked everything, everything up. track for this week's show that was a band called life and once again everything in that final set was from michael's own albert's basement imprint and if you'd like to check out the track listing of course you can head over and and see all that on our blog but uh, i want to thank michael and patrick once again for stopping by the studios and joining us Uh, really genuine guys and it was a real pleasure to have them here in town and uh, check out the tour dates if they're in your area uh, go check them out and support them Again, they're going to be on tour here in the U.S. here for another week or so and then heading off to Europe for a month. But uh, I'll post the links and everything also on the blog where you can check out those tour dates. And you can also check out the links and things to find out about more material on Michael's Albert's Basement imprint. But if you have any questions for me, you can shoot me an email at fffreakout at hotmail.com. Otherwise, check back in a few weeks for another show.